Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, it's, it's anything, anything but. but. Welcome to Level 7 in Jumanji, everybody. You've dodged the sandstorms. You've dodged the murder hornets. Some of you may have dodged COVID. But guess what? Now we have poison in the fucking sky. My asthma is back and Naraku is pissed. We all gonna die. We're probably gonna die. This is the apocalypse, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. It's all over. Juggalos did not make it into the presidency. I'm slightly pissed that Homestuck lied. No, we just have Kanye. God, <laughs> fuck, you're right. Oh my God, I hate this. Anyway, guys, welcome to the conventional podcast where the lines don't matter because Karen ain't gonna follow him anyway. Yeah, Karen just really wants to see the manager. And see the world burn. Among other things, but once again, our Lord and Savior will protect us and smite down those who betray us. Yes. All thoughtery shall be smited by Zabumafu. Praise. Praise be to him. Praise. But let's actually go into the updates before our weird-ass cult decides to jump bones. Yeah, which we'll get into later when we talk about cults, but that's getting into today's topic of toxic fandoms. Anyways, yes. updates. So first things first. My apologies for missing the last episode. I was moving. I moved over one town to another town that's close by, and I did not have internet. I let Jax know, like, hey, I'm trying to get my internet working, but then, you know, after a week of me fighting with Comcast, I finally got it to work, but it was after Jax had recorded the previous episode, so that's why he did the last one solo. Yes. Also, it was a good test to see how this microphone works. I love this fancy microphone. But that I... we aren't recording on. Yeah, that's the funny part. <laughs> I almost I ripped an arm and a leg off for this thing, and we're still rocking the Yeti. You know why? Because the Yeti is family. It is at this point. It's like our first child, and like we can't let go of our first child. Yeah. It can't let go of the cottage. <laughs> Basically, it would be the metaphor I would use. Also, we're in the same room recording once again, and we aren't recording across the internet. That's the other thing is back in June, we would have been recording from separate places. We're in the same room once again. We're still practicing social distancing and being safe about it due to COVID being still being a thing, but we are being safe. And it's it's interesting how things have taken ups and downs, and now we're back together again trying to make sure that this runs smoother. We'll be trying to do more episodes via the internet once everything calms down, just just in case. But for now, we're, we're doing what we do normally. Also, and another update that decided to pop into my newsfeed today, Fire Force Season 2! Coming out soon! Fuck yes! Love me some Fire Force. Also, other things that we have been dealing with. I would have to say, besides binge-watching series, I decided to sit down and watch all of Tower of God and saw the premiere of The God of High School. First things first, without spoiling anything, fuck Rachel, fuck her now, fuck her the hell. Second thing, God of High School has a lot of promise. So if you guys are sleeping on these two series, I highly suggest hitting them up. Now, the next thing that also has been recent for us is the brand new animal dub. I've been seeing a lot of buzz of on Twitter, and Jax and I both checked it out, and we are liking it so far. Holy shit. A lot of people were trying to say that, oh, this is what happens when Beastars and Zootopia fuse together. I thought they were joking. They are not. No, they are not. Holy shit, this series is actually pretty good. Studio Trigger done hyped it up again. Yeah, Trigger's doing a really good job at hyping stuff up. It's maintaining that hype because the last one where it kind of dipped towards the end, but, you know. Are we talking about Franks? Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about Darling and the Franks. Yeah. Fuck, 
Oh my god, why did they end that? Oh. I know. Yeah, it, it had so much potential. But, brand new anime, brand new animal. The other thing that I've been having a fun time doing is playing The Last of Us 2. Now, before we even get started there, without saying spoilers... The game looks amazing. The game is amazing. The soundtrack, the audio, the visuals, everything is beautiful. I have several issues and hang-ups with the plot, but mostly because they do something in the series that pisses me off, but I understand why they did it. Also, Ellie's girlfriend is awesome. I, man, the writing, what they did with the actual characters is beautiful. The plot of the game entirely got problems. Yeah, I've seen very mixed reactions to it online thus far. There's some people who love it, and there's some people who hate it with a burning passion. Yeah, I'm right in the middle. I'm. It's it's a game. It it's a good game. It's not the best game of all fucking time, but it's a good game. Now we're gonna jump a little bit faster towards our well, my favorite segment of the day. Retro gives me life. Yeah, so there are a couple retro series, and the first two are done by the same author, and I'm going to be gushing about mine for probably like five minutes. I'll let you start, Jeff. Oh, yeah. So I had a chance to actually rewatch Akagi. For those that don't know, it is a gambling anime slash manga that's based around Mahjong. I personally love Mahjong. I suck ass at playing Mahjong. It's a fun game to play once you learn the rules, but depending on the set of rules that you do it, because different countries have different rules, it can be super fun, but it can be super confusing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Akagi actually does not try and explain Mahjong. It's just like, hey, this is the game. Here's some bomb-ass things that are happening. Good luck, motherfucker. And Akagi himself has been appearing in different circulations since 91, actually, now I think about it. Yeah, the Akagi manga itself came out in 91, so that that's how old this motherfucker is. The sad thing is, it doesn't have a season two. There's so much good shit that happens. Why did it end in season one? But it ended at the best part, and ugh, it makes me upset. Welcome to the world of anime, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the other one that we were going to talk about, as Cloud said is actually from the same vein. Yeah, it's from the same author, actually. He also does a series called Kaiji, which came out five years later in the manga in 96. And then the first arc of the anime, or the first season of the anime, came out in 2009, and it got a season two in 2011. And in my opinion, season two has the best anime opening of all time, uh, which will probably be a fierce debated topic at some point or other. But Chase the Light by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is beautiful. Beautiful, I say. Anyways, uh, it's also a gambling anime, but it covers a lot of different types of gambling. The first arc is set on a cruise ship where it's restricted rock, paper, scissors, and there's a card game version of rock, paper, scissors, and there are a lot of aspects about deck building and how that goes into that. And then they also have like a night game. They have a dice game in season two, and then... The final arc is the Pachinko Machine arc, of course, because it's in Japan, and that's the big gambling thing over in Japan. But it's very interesting, it's very well done, and it goes into the winning and losses of gambling and how gambling is addicting to someone and how they can go through the many ups and downs of gambling. And that's why I think it's a way better gambling anime and show than Kakagururi, 
which is that high school one that came out on Netflix about two years ago. Because basically, the main character wins every single time, and that doesn't really interest me as much compared to when someone wins and loses. Well, yeah. Also, you have to remember something. In Akagi, Akagi's always going to win until super late in the manga. Spoiler alert, it finally ended, but it ended in such a beautiful way that I refuse to tell you how. I want you to actually sit down and read the entire manga to get to this conclusion. Yeah, because Kaiji should, should also have like a season three or four because there's more stuff that they go into that's covered in the manga, but the stuff in Kaiji is really good. Both animes and mangas have like the most distinctive nose styles I've ever seen in any show. <laughs> that's, no, no. That is borderline Cyborg 009 bullshit facial expressions. Yeah, he's, we're not kidding. Like, they're so unique. They're not even noses anymore. They're right triangles. You're not wrong. Holy <laughs> she's shit. He's not kidding. <laughs> it's like Pearl's entire race decided to just come down and populate a planet. That is how pointy these noses are. They're, they are very pointy. Holy shit. Gushing aside. Gushing aside on these two. If the one thing I can honestly say about this series or either one of these series, do not go in for the art style. Do not ever go in for the art go style. Go for the story. The story is what's really there in the games. Like they take the time in Kaiji to explain each game and to go into the mythology of what each player is thinking. And that's what really makes Kaiji enjoyable. And with Akagi, it's kind of got that one punch man vibe of, you know, he's going to win. It's just a matter of how. And that's one of the reasons why I personally prefer it. And the other retro thing that I've been watching is Notabale Kanabale, which is a music series. My friend was showing me the live action version of it. And they have some of the most hilarious CGI stuff in there. But it's just as in a similar vein to the anime. And it's a really enjoyable story. And the music's just as great. And I like that's covering all the classical music. So I've been watching that and, you know, just driving, diving back into that bunch of goodness has been great for me. Oh, yeah. You've been hyping that. One more update that I do want to bring up. We're getting closer to Umbrella Academy Season 2. So expect me to probably be gushing like a crazed psychopath in the next episode about the first couple of episodes. And we both watched season one of The Boys. We might watch season two of The Boys together at some point, and we might probably talk about that at some point as well, because season two also just got announced today for that, so we'll probably be keeping an eye out on that as well. Oh, yeah. The Boys was a pretty good series. Yeah, I enjoyed the first season a lot, actually. Oh, yeah. All right, on to con updates. We ain't got shit this year. Yeah, anime magic, if it somehow miraculously happens at this point and doesn't get canceled, we might stop by for a day. Maybe. <laughs> with a raised eyebrow. It, like, you're gonna have to hunt me down with some hazmat gear, because I, I went into detail of why a convention should not happen in 2020 right now. We are a giant petri dish of just debauchery and horrible diseases. No. Yeah, I mean... Cons in Florida have tried has not gone so hot. Just just an FYI. Cons in Florida tried, made fun of it, and spiked the fucking numbers like a motherfucker. That's why it's closed again. Or, they, that's why Florida's closed again. Let me rephrase that. It should that. be closed again. Other than that, I mean, I guess a con could happen November, December, but I still wouldn't recommend going. I'd probably honestly tell you to wait till next year. That's probably the safest bet you have. Yes, yeah, speaking of next year, we do have something... That is on the books that we personally are trying to do. 
If we it... gotta become pirates. Yeah, we gonna become pirates. Fuck it. You know what? I've been tired. I've been bored. I've been hearing about this Grand Line bullshit for the last, what, 20 years? I think it's time for us to actually set sail. Yep, so we will be going on a convention cruise in, I believe it's early March, if I remember correctly. Yep, the King Kong Cruise. If you guys want to hit up something that's pretty awesome, a convention on a fucking cruise ship that goes to the Caribbean. I can't stress this shit enough. Holy fuck, I'm I'm having fun just thinking about it. I mean, I haven't been on a cruise. I'm just excited to go on a cruise. Yeah, I keep forgetting you never left the country. No, I haven't left the country. The funny thing about COVID is, which I don't think we've talked about, literally the week COVID hit the United States, my passport came to me in the mail. Talk about irony. So I'm hoping we can still do a Japan trip next year, or if not 2022, but I still want to travel to Japan. I still want to leave the country. I might have to go to Canada or Mexico in the meantime, but I still want to travel. We're going to the Caribbean. Well, no, that's not outside of the U.S. Technically, yeah, that's that's what our that was my thought. Yeah, it's technically not outside of the U.S. It's it's outside skir- of the mainland. Yeah, but it's kind of like skirting the border of the U.S. But that's about it. I mean, I could always drag you to Jamaica and see what happens. I'd be fine with it. You might die. I'm just gonna point. I get this the out sweet my- release of death. Horrible, horrible, sweet release of death. Yes, finally, just what I've been looking for. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all these con updates, also, if you want more information on the King Kong Cruise, we will be putting the information at the bottom, as always. Yes, so you can book your tickets and book your suite, because they have limited room, obviously, because that's cruise. And going fast. So now, on to today's topic. Let's talk about some toxic fandoms. Oh, damn. Alright, guys, we're gonna play a little bit of a game with you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there, Jigsaw. You know what? Don't make me do it. You you know you know what I mean. Do not look look. Just because I made you swallow a key and I told you that the poison was located behind your left eye one day while you were drunk does not mean that I'm going to torture porn everybody listening today. Do not lie to them today. Do not lie to them. Fine. Let's play a proper game then. Okay. I'll, so, I'll, I'll at least accept it. Riddle me this. What fandom do you know that has a toxic community? Has a penchant for death threats. Ship wars and has fans who drive people so mad that it is a blight to even say you like the source material. Well, if you said that there's too many that you can't name them all, you'd be correct. Yep. There is no right answer. They're all bad. So today we're going to talk about how to spot a toxic fandom, how to avoid a toxic fandom, and how to actually fix a toxic fandom. And even make it better. To start things off, we aren't going to try to name specific fandoms. When it comes to certain toxic communities and behaviors. You know why? Because we'll be here all day. I can literally list a shit ton of them. You want me to talk about Homestuck? You want me to talk about freaking DBZ? You want me to talk about freaking well, I mean, Steven you, Universe, Voltron? I mean, you have League of Legends. I mean, that's just toxic that's, 101. No, no, it's not toxic. They have Stock and Mortons. They have to stay salty. True, true. Also... We are definitely not going to be naming names in, in K-pop stands because they have scopes. Holy shit, do they have scopes. They will kill a I don't have time to dodge sniper rifles. I'm just being honest. I got too much shit to do. Look, I got to deal with enough as is. I don't want to die. So, as you can tell, we're not going to be naming specific ones. Not because we're afraid of those fandoms. Oh, hell no. I'm And most of the ones I listed. No, it's because every fandom... Period has these issues. Every fandom has a toxic side. You might not see it or it might take time for you to see it 
But just because you don't see it does not mean it does not exist. Exactly. When it comes to this, trust us when we say this. It's there. It sucks. It's time to fix it. Because eventually it will show itself to you or it will be leaked because some people hold their tongues for way too long. It's definitely out there and it's going to happen at some point if it hasn't yet. Let's actually try and get this done, shall we? Let's start with the positives. Yeah, so there are a couple things that you look for in a fandom that has a positive appeal to you and draws you into the fandom initially. One of those things is camaraderie. So you like to be with your friends, you create new friends, you create cosplay and art from the new fandom. It inspires people to make music and various other things that let you show the love of the same topic, whether it be an anime or a game or something nerdy that you like. Right. And one of the things I love about just fandoms in general is how much they show their love. There is so much good stuff that comes out just randomly. Great example. I have heard so many different fan songs specifically for different series that I honestly forget that they're not canon sometimes. So there are certain websites like Overclocked Remix that will take unique takes on, on video game music and they'll release a complete soundtrack based of fan music for video game songs and it's nice to hear a unique take on these things that were originally shown in a video game and another example the homestuck community in general they essentially made albums dedicated to the series they're all canon and that's the funniest part about them every single song is canon in this universe and i kind of like that and then obviously people who go to convention you see art in the artist alley that's a big draw for people people are cosplaying their favorite character being like I like this showing, inspired me to make this, or maybe part of it if they bought some part of the cosplay. But the point is, is that people are into the same thing and they're bonding and it's inspiring them to improve themselves and learn new and different things. Also, we, we kind of forgot one important thing, ironically. Cosplay. Cosplay in and of itself is a positive of every fandom. You wouldn't see a cosplayer, period, if there wasn't a fandom involved. And then having fun is the other big one that we're kind of leaving out because you get into a fandom to have fun to begin with. You get in there to have fun. You get in there to actually meet people that enjoy the same stuff you do. It it is what it is. Yeah, it's basically a creative outlet to get you out of your everyday life. Right. Now, we've talked about the positive. Let's talk about the other side of the coin. The very, very scary negatives. And there are, unfortunately, a lot of them. Way too many to count. But we're going to try and keep it limited. So... One of the things that I personally consider as very negative is aggressive fanning. Now, what this means is when you see another cosplayer out in the hallway dressed up as your waifu or your husbando, and you decide that they are yours for the taking. They meet your, they meet your internal canon, and therefore you are going to own them like a motherfucker. That's bad. That is not good. That's kind of stalkery. Yeah. Just, just, just a tad. Yeah. Stalking voice actors at conventions. Shipping can be taken to an extremes as well because some fans like to ship certain characters together very hard and then they'll pressure two separate cosplayers into their ship and it can be kind of weird, especially during photo shoots. Yeah. Holy shit. That gets weird fast. Yeah. Also... We should point this out. Shipping in and of itself is not bad. It, it comes with the territory of... A just, fandom, yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing when you do it in moderation. However, 
once that shit takes over your life and you 100% believe that this shit's canon and it, you cannot see the series any other way, that that's when it gets bad. That that was the Naruto fandom for now. It, it's still going. Yeah, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah. I, I know people that are still pissed off that Hinata got with Naruto. Spoiler alert for those that did not figure that fucking shit out. I mean, you have to have seen Boruto's mom at some point. Yeah. I mean, you know who Boruto's dead. <laughs> I hope you do. Shit, the banana head has to come from somewhere. Yeah, I know, right? The other side of this is anti-fanning. And I do not understand at all how this is a is a thing but apparently it is so this is when people are like you shouldn't like this thing and because you like this thing i want to harm you no that's well that too but no anti-fans go a little bit deeper than that they're essentially their own community of people that bond over the fact that they hate something so much that as well that's true yeah it's like hey you hate this thing i also hate this thing we should also enjoy each other and hating on this thing to to Support, or how, how should I phrase this? Basically, you're combining together to hate the same topic, and then when you see someone who likes that topic, you're forcing them to be like, hey, you like this, you shouldn't like it, it's bad, and you, you should get no enjoyment out of it, basically. Right. And they will go through all stops to get this thing destroyed from the ground up. I've seen it in K-pop, I've seen it in J-pop, I've seen it in anime. This, is, this gets in a little bit deeper. Let's talk about elitism. So, elitism can take a couple different forms, whether it's like, hey, you like this certain character and I don't like them, or it can also come down to cosplay where it's like, hey, you didn't cosplay the character this way, and you should have done it this way because in scene A in episode 23B, and it, it comes down to like super nitty gritty details that really is specific to a certain person. Also, this does tie into gatekeeping because those people piss me off even more. It's like, okay, are you telling me, oh, you only watched the anime, that means you're not a true fan. Oh, you watched this movie, that means that you didn't read the comics, therefore you're not a true fan. You Bitch. didn't read the manga, you aren't a true fan. Yeah. You didn't read the light novel. <laughs> you didn't play the Dojin Soft that came out 3,000 years ago that was only in German and could only be played on a fucking Atari. Oh, you didn't Fuck get the Japan-only release yeah. that was only released in Japan, and to get in the USA, you had to sell your right arm, your kidney, and your leg, and only 10 of them were released? Yeah, no, fuck you. If you honestly have this mentality of, hey, you have to start from point A to point B to be considered a true fan. And you can only do it that way, and there's no any other way. Go fuck yourself. You don't need that in your life. Enjoy it the way you enjoy it. You do not need to follow someone else's blueprint to enjoy something you don't need to follow their point a to point z you can create your own route you know a series that i actually like that pretty much says fuck you to trying to figure out the actual flow of the series haruhi that's fair yeah haruhi has like 10 different fucking ways to view the series and they're all correct and you want to know another series that challenges this belief what fate fucking fuck fate <laughs> honestly i love fate with a burning passion but that shit is a clusterfuck in and of itself. Yeah, like, you can take so many different routes through fate. Just go at your own pace. Yeah, don't, don't, if you ever have somebody ask you, hey, how to get into fate? Here's the answer. You see this giant pile of random ass anime, mangas, light novels, and bullshit? Put your hand in there, dig around, close your eyes, and grab one. You'll or just right. find the one that draws your attention the most. I don't care which. Yeah. I mean, Index kind of does the same thing. You can start at a couple different points in a certain magical index, or you can start with Railgun or Accelerator, but there are so many different entry points. 
just find the one you like and go with it and then you can fill in the rest later exactly sorry we got a little bit heated at that point because gatekeeping is a big fucking thing and it pisses us off with an untold passion yeah, I mean, you just want to have people join you in your happy place. You don't want to really push people out of them, is basically what we're fucking getting right. at. And honestly, gatekeeping is an extreme form of elitism in my book, because you're essentially trying to sit on this giant pedestal of saying, I'm better than you because I did this. I don't give a fuck, we're all nerds. But I digress, let's jump to the next part. Literal psycho fan. Yeah, like someone who likes to give me a hard time and give me send me death threats over liking a certain song from Love Live, a.k.a. Snow Relation. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck that song. It is not played in my house, or else I will stab you. I mean, I just played it a couple times today. I haven't gotten stabbed yet, so we I doing okay. Here. I, you've been here the whole entire time I've been here. I have earplugs in for a reason. But anyway, outside of, you know, ingest... Between me and Cloud. And our joking besides, yes. Yes. There is an extreme difference in psycho fans. You have the type that literally want to stab a bitch. You have the type who send death threats to the author because their ship does not happen. You it have, has happened in like five manga that I can think of off the top of my head. You have people that literally try and poison motherfuckers or put needles in food. Also, lesson of the day. If you're at a convention, do not accept random food from random people. And if you're a voice actor, please double check the gifts you get from people because people will try to sneak shit in there. Yes. We've seen it done as people who work as staff. Yes, and it's terrible. And I hate the people that do this type of shit because they're fucking evil. Yeah, and they're ruining everyone else's good time. Right. Psycho fans will ruin shit for everybody. Another thing that happens when it comes to any type of community is there will eventually be someone who rises to power in your community, whether it's because they're well-versed in knowledge or, hey, they're a pro at the video game if it's a video game. And people, once they get power, they tend to abuse it. And when, when there's a power imbalance between someone who has a lot of it and someone who doesn't have a lot and maybe they idolize the person, that can become really warped really quickly and that can make certain situations that are really bad and negative might seem okay to a person for a period of time and they just have a problem saying no which leads into another problem which is consent uh, consent is a big thing and you need to watch how consent is portrayed by a person because just because a person doesn't say no doesn't mean it's okay see we here like to follow the rules of safe sane and consensual if you're not safe and you're not sane and you're not consensual, no. So basically, if you've taken drugs and you're under the influence, you can't have that person give you consent willingly and knowingly because they're under the influence of something. I guess the best way to like phrase this is if you get multiple stop signs on a street, right? But if you get stopped at stop number one, you just need to stop there. You, it shouldn't take stops two and three to make you to stop. You just stop at stop number one. That, that actually gets into a, a little bit more of a serious part of this topic. The pedophilic acts. This shit has been baffling my mind. Oh my god. How many fucking fandoms have I seen where this has been an issue? Yeah, it happens in video game fandoms, in anime fandoms. It happens in the convention community. It's a huge problem that really needs to stop. Like, basically, as soon as you know someone is under the age of 18, just stop. I don't care if it's 16 or 17 in another state. 18's the stopping line. 
seriously, like, it's not okay. Also, if you have honestly considered the belief of if you think that they are mentally ready for that type of shit and you think, oh, I can go for it, you're fucking wrong. That's gross. It's grooming. Yeah, that's call. That's a thing. That's grooming. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, honestly, if you think about when you were 12 and how you are now, there are clear differences between when you were 12 and your mentality and your age now and your mentality. It's obviously grown and you know a lot more now. Exactly. So, please, stop going after underage kids. Yeah. You're fucking weird. And it's gross. Yeah. I don't want to see it anymore in my timeline. Yeah, I'm just fucking tired of it. Yeah. Shit, let's talk about the fucking smash shit that's going on right now. Man, it's it's a whole disaster. Like, every other top player that I know has a new announcement with a new tweet longer every other day. I don't need to see that on Twitter. Shit. I don't need to see it on Reddit. Literally, the Smash Bros. Reddit, like, every single post on the top two pages is all just allegation drama. There's nothing about the game. Yeah. It's that bad. I'm sorry, but when you have an entire tier list of people that are literally doing this shit, that's a problem. A big problem. Like, the scene needs a whole change. I mean, the fighting game community also has its issues because I've seen a ton of issues with regarding the fighting game community, too. That's not getting into all the other issues that the scene has. There needs to be more better rules and regulations when it comes to this type of stuff. When it comes to conventions and events, you need to make sure the proper things are in place. Because even if it's a video game tournament or a convention, they have similar structures where badges are needed to attend. And kids from 10 all the way up to adults who were possibly in their 40s or 50s can attend. And things still need to be moderated between them in a reasonable manner. Also, that's something I really do wish that conventions would push more. A physical difference in badges when it comes to kids and adults. I know a lot of conventions do that now, but I mean something like an extreme difference that is visible from a distance. Yeah, and maybe even if you had to split certain parts up of the convention for, hey, this is the preteen section, this is the adult section. That might not hurt to have certain sections for conventions depending on space. Right. Speaking of cringe, the next thing on the docket and the negative side is the cringe. Yeah, there is a lot of cringe when it comes to nerdy subjects. And that is mainly because people in certain fandoms do not know how to read the room. And reading the room, when I say that, is basically you can look at the social cues in the room and get a general feel of the room. And then if you can tell the general feel of the room, you should know what's okay and what's not okay. And some people just don't care. Yeah. And sometimes reading the room isn't the issue. Sometimes it's just lacking common sense there are a couple examples that we would like to share with you some that we have witnessed ourselves some that i have had the displeasure of looking at on youtube good examples to follow to describe our definition of cringe whenever you say why in an exclamatory manner upon hearing what a person did or if your reaction to what a person did is literally face-palming within two seconds of hearing what happened, that's basically something you cringe at. Or something that you kind of shrug up your body at when you when you hear it and you're like, why did they do that? Yeah. So if you have the reaction of eating a whole raw lemon, that's a cringe. That is always cringe. Now, some of the examples that we could jump into, one I showed you today that you didn't even know happened. Yeah, so you show me this 
Pickle Rick montage on YouTube, which is very cringe-inducing, but basically they wanted the Szechuan sauce. I don't know if I said that right. Szechuan. Thank you. They were getting up on the McDonald's counter in the restaurant, jumping on it, doing lines from the show. They got off the counter, were rolling around the ground with like their shirt over their head, kind of like Cornholio from Beavis and Butthead. And then at the end, the only funny part of it was they Naruto ran out of the McDonald's. And I, I slightly chuckled at it. It wasn't even, no. it wasn't that funny. No. I laughed my ass off at the, at the Naruto run because that was the icing on the cake. This person clearly thought that they had the freaking attention of everybody on the planet. So they decided to just fucking double down. That was terrible. And it made me laugh and I felt bad. But holy shit. That's, that's one legendary one that a lot of people know as cringe. Good example that I've seen personally, a bunch of homestuckers that decided to jump into a hot tub in full makeup, destroying the hot tub in the process. I mean, they also would not seal themselves when they were putting on body paint in a tub, and then they ruined tubs that way as well. That's another thing that I, homestuckers did. I know a did. lot of cosplayers that have had the displeasure of having their entire cosplay ruined because of unsealed makeup. Yeah, that's another thing when it comes to consent. If you don't consent to a hug and you get hugged by a random person who has body paint on them and then they get body paint all over the hard cosplay you worked on and you have to redo something that took you like 80 hours, I wouldn't be too thrilled either. Yeah. Also, we're not just going to rag on Homestuck. Oh, no. Let's talk about the Orange Host Club incident that I had the displeasure of seeing. Oh, boy. So... Several girls decided, I'm trying to remember, was it Honey? Yeah, the short character in Orange Host Club. Yeah, that's the main character. Yeah, yeah, Honey, yeah. Honey. Honey is not the main. I didn't watch Orange Host Club. I hate to break it to you. God damn it. All right, anyway. So they decided to pretty much surround this 12-year-old Honey cosplayer who, I don't know who allowed this poor child on, to roam on their own, but they surrounded this child and practically abducted him. For several hours, and that shit was not okay. His abduction is never okay. Yeah, especially when it's a fucking child. That's well, an Amber Alert, is what yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh, it freaked me the fuck out the entire con. Yeah, and another issue, unfortunately, it comes to Hatalia. And oh, oh. as you know, in Hatalia, all the countries are represented. So if I say a bunch of Germany cosplayers went to a Jewish restaurant, I think that's all I need to explain, but yep. if you need to explain further, Jax, I will let you. I don't need to. Okay, good. The that image is alone. Oh, shit, we can even talk about the Helsing cosplayers. I thought that that was a good idea to recreate. Oh, God, why? Oh, because there's enough cringe in the world to go around. That there is. I mean, the cringe is never going to stop. There's always going to be some form of cringe in yeah. some way, shape, or form. But, I mean, there's good tolerable cringe and then there's oh god why are you doing that cringe and we want to get rid of the oh god why are you doing that cringe right like the good cringe is good but you shouldn't do that that's all we're gonna say yeah never again anyway <laughs> so let's jump to how to dodge the toxic fandoms and how to dodge being toxic yeah so you want to try and improve the fandom you're going into and one of the many ways is you want to start to be the change in your community or fandom and whatever it is because eventually any change has to start at some point and it's better to start sooner rather than later. And honestly, we'd rather start with you first because, yeah, sometimes the best thing to do is start change within yourself. If you notice the signs of being toxic, 
figure out how to fix it. Talk to someone outside of the fandom. Get their opinion. Yeah. And also let others enjoy the thing that you enjoy, even if it is in a different way. Because just because you play video games some way or you watch a certain show some way doesn't mean someone has to do it the same way as you. There are different options available that people explore their different options because it might suit their taste better. Also, don't let one single fandom overtake your life. Practice moderation in whatever you do. It's going to help you a lot in the long run to learn that skill. Right. So the best way I can describe this when it comes to essentially detoxifying yourself is something that I've had to say to many of my friends for many years. And I've said it to myself a couple of times when I've fallen into some bad habits. Get your head out your ass. Enjoy the fandom for what it is. Let others do the same. And also remember to practice consent. Because consent also comes to just enjoying certain things in a fandom. And you could just be doing something that's just regular. And maybe someone doesn't want you near them. Or they don't know you're new to them. So they might want their space. So give people their space and let people explore it their own way. Don't force things upon people. Like if you see someone take a certain thing that you do negatively... Maybe they just need some space and time to breathe and get used to you or the thing you're trying to introduce them to because people learn things or, or adapt at different speeds is what I'm trying to get at. Also, I know we make a lot of jokes here, but this one is serious. Don't give in to the cringe. If you think that something that you're going to do that you're going to get attention for is probably not a good idea to do in public, it's probably not a good idea to do in public. Yeah, if, if it's not acceptable... At home, don't do it in public because that's just going to make it worse. And also, if something in a fandom is making you angry or makes you want to do something violent to someone else in the fandom or a group in your fandom, take a break. Maybe get therapy if it's coming no, to that. Cause definitely get therapy yeah. if it's come to that point. Because it should not reach that point. If your ship has literally taken over your life to the point where... Your freaking boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever is essentially a body pillow of a fictional character and you get horrendously offended when your friends and family tell you, hey, this isn't a good thing. That's probably a bad thing. I mean, if you need to take a break, take a break. And if you need to reassess things, reassess them. Seriously, one reassess your life every once in a while is good therapy for you. It's good self-care. Yeah. Like, also, please practice self-care, guys. Yeah, that's very important. Make sure you're taking care of yourself before you start taking care of others because that can harm you both in the long run if you do it the opposite way. Yep. Also, this one's important. Realize that every fandom, toxic or otherwise, is one step away from a cult. Yeah, depending on how toxic a fandom can get, it can seem very cultish, like especially if you get into certain groups. Oh, yeah. Now... We, we could talk about a lot of this stuff. There's plenty of fandoms that I can list that have a borderline cult following. Yeah, and there are a couple of examples that I could list of certain houses where, if you, hey, you lived in this house, it was very cult-like. And if you fell out of certain things, you got in trouble or something bad happened to you. And it's like, that's not okay. Yeah. Also, I have the scars to prove it when I say this. K-pop fans... Like, y'all need to chill a little bit. I'm sorry, but if I like one band over another, I don't need to be stabbed. I'm just saying. Like, we're allowed to have difference in things that we like. Just because I like a certain group over another one, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. And if I like one song that a band likes and I don't like the other one, doesn't mean I hate the band. It just means 
I like this song, but I thought they could have put more effort into another one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't want the people hurt. I don't want anything bad happening to them. I'm just saying I like this, but I don't like this, and it, because maybe it tastes my like it fit my preferences better. Avoid cults is what we're trying to say. Notice the signs of cults and realize that they can pop up in fandoms. Yeah, don't become a happy, happy cultist. Yeah, the Kool-Aid ain't worth it. Basically. Yeah. So the other thing is don't let your fandoms and a toxic cult ruin something that you enjoy. Sometimes it can be hard to do that, though. Believe you me. I get it. They're, the fandom might be your first impression of a series. Good example. And I'm not ashamed to say this. I liked the first three seasons of My Little Pony. I did too. Yeah. And then I started paying attention to a lot of my friends that liked it. And a lot of them started getting real creepy real fast. And that's when I was like, hey, I need to back up from this fandom real quick. Because I don't like this really creepy stuff that's going on. It's really concerning me. I'm not There's comfortable with it. a lot of cringe in that shit. Yeah, So there is. That, that That's a good, good level of, hey... It's time to back the fuck off when shit starts getting weird. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of incidents I can bring up that are really weird, but I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Don't let the fandom essentially ruin something for you. Yeah, if, if you need to go to your own personal space to enjoy a fandom, that's okay. Yeah. Also, another good example. I'm a Sonic fan. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I know that this fandom... Has tried to kill itself multiple times. Yeah. We are our own worst enemy. Same thing with League and Smash. I like League of Legends. I like Smash Bros. But they both have their toxic moments and they're like, hey, I'm not okay with that thing that just happened. I'm going to go back to my side of the corner where I feel more comfortable. What I'm trying to say is, fuck everybody else. Enjoy what you like. If people are being weird about it the way they want to do it, that doesn't mean that you got to be weird doing that. Yeah, and... It, just experience everything in moderation is the other thing we're probably going to preach for forever because just be safe with what you do and just practice that in moderation. You'll, you should be fine. Oh, yeah. Speaking of consent, remember that people that are working on these things are people. I, I really wish I didn't have to go down this line of thinking, but going back to The Last of Us 2, the fact that the voice actor is getting death threats, the fuck is wrong with people? This, okay. They're just doing a job to portray a character in a video game. Yeah. They can't fit everyone's wants and needs for every single situation in a game. They're a human being. You can't expect someone to be perfect when you yourself aren't perfect because no human being is perfect. Spoiler alert. Right. And this doesn't just pop up magically right now. The writer for Evangelion got a wall of death threats. The Boku no Hero got a ton of death threats for killing off a certain character and doing certain shit. Naruto got death threats. Especially for the Neji thing. Yeah. Like, but, there are death threats abound, and it just is not needed for people just trying to do their jobs. Same thing with Boku no Hero, going back to that real quick. Drawing characters in certain outfits, death threats? Really? Right. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> no, seriously. This shit needs to stop. Why wish death upon someone that actually is just doing their job? That's my question. Why are we wishing death upon anybody, period? Like, as long as they aren't harming you or anyone else, mentally or physically, shouldn't be getting done. On that note, the hell is with everybody in Raymond. The cult of Raymond is getting strong. Have you seen that shit? No, I haven't. I'm very... Animal Crossing fans are vicious. Oh, that Raymond. Okay, now we're on the same page. 
Yeah, that is crazy. What the hell? It's an adorable cat that looks like the dude that runs Adam Ruins Everything. Basically, yeah. Why is everybody, like, hardcore, like, sipping for this motherfucker? Like, goddamn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just a character in a video game. <laughs> like, maybe maybe it's because I'm I'm weird, but I have seen people get death threats over, oh, you got Raymond on your island. How dare you? May the power of Christ compel you. How dare you abuse him? It's, oh, it's fucking weird. It is. Also, no more swatting. No more. It's not good. You will go to jail. Like, there's and no you can potentially harm or kill another person by having them swatted. That's not cool. Yeah. We went on a tangent. <laughs> that we did. Holy shit. So, let's, let's... In summary... In summary, don't be a dick. Really, like, we we laughing right now, but at the end of the day, the only ones who can make a fandom better starts with the people in the fandom itself. And it's up to you, the fans, not to fall for these pitfalls. Yeah, and once again, we are going to recommend to you that you take the time to improve your fandom and be the voice of change in your communities. If enough people speak out over time, enough will come as shown with the recent events in culture. It has started somewhere, and why not start now to be that voice and change in your community? And seriously, it has to start somewhere. Why not start now? Exactly. I think that we've covered this fairly well. If you guys actually want to find more information on this, it ain't hard to find. Literally just type in toxic fandoms on Google and you'll pretty much get an answer. And I mean, you can just look at Twitter and Reddit and something will eventually pop up if you look at your fandom long enough. There was a guy that was doing an entire YouTube series on toxic fandoms. I think he got burned out recently, but... If you want to check him out personally, I highly suggest looking into the RPG monger. I'll even link the playlist in the description if I gotta. Yeah, but there are a lot of people who inform people on topics like this or stuff that has happened in toxic fandoms. And it's a good resource to learn and improve your knowledge to help it avoid stuff like this in the future, as we've been harping on. That's coming to the end of our time today. Oh yes, and we've always come to the end of our time. So, with that being said, you guys know how to find us. You know how to love us. If you want us anywhere, hit us up on the Conventional Podcast at Podbean. So, our email is conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at conventionalcrew, without the E. We are on Patreon. Coffee. And maybe OnlyFans, based on our earlier conversation today. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. (laughs) So, we're debating making an OnlyFans at this point. You get pictures of my thighs and stockings and me, and me in a skirt. It's going to be cute. That, that, that's it. Let it be known, I wasn't the one that first thought about this. That's the scariest part about no, it. No, enough people suggested it to me that I was like, sure, why not? This is going to get weird. It's already been weird. Yeah, fair enough. That, let's be real. But anyways, that's it for now as far as I'm aware. But if you do want to shout out on the show or if you want to ask us questions, coffee, Patreon, email are the best ways. And if you do something on Twitter and you share some messages there, we'll get back to you on Twitter as well. But we're always down to talk. And then uh, we do have a Discord server. Yep. A few people are in there. Yeah. And we talk on and off. But if you want to get us on there, you can get us on there as well. All these links and more will be at the bottom of the description, except for the OnlyFans. Not yet. Anyway. Yeah, we're still working on that one. Yep. That being said, this is Jax. And this is Cloud. And we're signing off. Peace. Peace.